This podcast is brought to you by Comedy Central's Roast Battle. What's a roast battle? Imagine the perfect combination of stand-up comedy, rap battles, and professional wrestling all in one place. Join Brian Moses and DJ Coach T for Roast Battle, the podcast, as they bring you weekly live battles from the world-famous comedy store in Hollywood, as well as behind-the-scene interviews with the industry's best comedians. You'll hear some insensitive jokes, some politically incorrect jokes, but every joke you hear comes from a place of love. Subscribe now to Roast Battle for new episodes every Thursday in your podcast feed. What's up, Put Your Hands Together listeners? It's Rhea Butcher here in a very echoey public restroom to let you know that I have got some tour dates next week and there are a few tickets left for a few of the shows. On January 17th, I'll be in San Francisco for Sketchfest. That's at 8 p.m. I'll be at the Gateway Theater. There's a few seats left for that. And the very next night, Friday the 18th, I'll be in Boise, Idaho. You've been asking me, Boise. Guess what? I am answering you at the Balcony Club. There's a few tickets left for that show. Both of my Portland shows are sold out, so I can't wait to see you, Portland, on the 19th. And then on Sunday, January 20th, the 7 p.m. show at the Crocodile Cafe is sold out, but we added a second show at 9 p.m., and there are a few seats left for that. So please pick up tickets now. Either Google my name and the city, or go to reabutcher.com slash live dates, and all ticket links are on that page. Can't wait to see you. Put your hands together. 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 What's up, everybody? Thanks for coming out to me. What's up, Cameron? Oh, not too much. Not um, a lot. God, that's Rhea Butcher, friends. <laughs> that's Cameron Esposito. <laughs> well, we both went with black. I wonder why. I wonder why. We're going through normal stuff. We feel <laughs> normal great. shit. We feel good. We I got normal uh, shit going on. We feel normal on. and good. And we're happy to be here with we're you talking to, be here. to you on stage. <laughs> we made a good choice. We made a great choice. <coughs> and we're happy to be here. Happy um, to be here. Rhea, I have yes, to say, uh, you've changed your hair. I d- well, I mean, is it changing your hair if you haven't done fuck all to it? <laughs> you seem, you've told me that you're just not getting a haircut, yeah. but you do realize that you've been saying that for like six months, and so your hair <laughs> should actually be longer than this. Look, I know that. I understand that, but like it should be. I did get, I did get one little trim as to not have what I like to call microphone hair. Where, like, my head just looks like a foam microphone cover. <laughs> and it has no differentiation of shape or anything. And it's I really hate that. weird that... So when was that? That was, like, three months ago, I think. I, look, and I know. this is as long as it... This like, it's as, literally just, like... I can't you, pull it out a, anymore. You've hit the perimeter of... I ran out of Play-Doh. Your lesbianism? Is it? Like, it's yeah. just, like... Right. <laughs> it's like, we cannot! Lesbianism is like, stop it! <laughs> We're kicking you out in a second. <laughs> I've been kicked out, let back in, kicked out, let back in. It's been a, it's been a long ride. I want to acknowledge that lesbians can't have long hair. Yeah, they can. We're making, we're making. It's in jest. It's important to say that. RHB is about to be an LHB. That's what's happening. 
My middle initial is H, so RHB, about to be a long haired butch. I know, yeah. what a, I know what an LHB is. I mean, you can spill. You, you don't have to tell me what a long haired butch is. <laughs> That's true. I don't. I was one for many years. Yeah. Um, any three sport athlete is, really. If you look at high schools, <laughs> any so, of the three sport athletes is going to be a long haired butch. Oh, yeah. Soccer, field hockey, tennis. <laughs> Actually, it was, I mean, yes, you're right. But for me specifically, soccer, basketball, swimming. Oh. That last one, the long hair, why did I do that to myself? I don't know why you did so that It's so annoying. It's, yeah. Trying to shove it all into a swim cap. But, um, yeah. you know, t- to make men happy. Sure. That's why yeah. I left it long. Yep, yep. The concept of men, if I you know. Will. If it's... Literally, that can stay with you to your 36. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That'll stay right in there. You might go ahead and hold on to one long piece. (laughs) Does this make you happy? And this is what men say. No. (laughs) And I go, it wasn't even for you, but it kind of was. You control everything. (laughs) Can you still say, can you still give me money? Can you say, give me money? Your hair is um, shorter. It looks great. Is Doesn't it? it look great? Is my hair shorter? <laughs> well, I just mean in gen. I don't I know. To, you know, I commend I the short hair. I have been listening to, um, excuse me for that. I apologize. I don't know what sound that was, <laughs> but I'm glad it's going to be on the podcast. Mm, disgusting. <laughs> I've been listening to all the, um, look, sometimes <laughs> in life, all you can do, you can't work you're too sad <laughs> and your job is kind of weird where you could do it sporadically if you wanted to <laughs> so all you have energy to do is to listen to all of the Harry Potter books <laughs> on tape back to back but pausing long enough between the books to watch the movie <laughs> wow you are macro-dosing Harry Potter. I am crushing it! Although I did just let my... The second book, I got out of step, and so I had the second book... Very minor rent, threat of you. My fucking... Uh, I know that's a music reference that I don't understand. It's okay. No one else liked it, no. so... Just ignore it! You're more interesting than me. That's no, too I'm, hot of a I'm jacket really to wear on stage. Well, I, I have, have a t-shirt to be the one on to tell you. It, so... What, but I mean, how are you feeling physically? I mean, I feel great. I feel like I'm about to do some like logging or some general contracting <laughs> of the soul, you know? Yeah, yeah. No, I mean, it's like, it's definitely, but it's, it's just, it's, it's just, it's line. just for, for sure. Yeah, no, it's too hot. I'll take it off for sure. Just um, not right now. I mean, do you want me to take it off right now? It's got a detachable hood. Do you want me to start with the hood? I want you to... What I want you to do is jack it off and reattach the hood. Great, great. <laughs> Sounds like something I'm the reading the Harry Potter do. books, so... You stepped on, we stepped on each other's jokes, and yeah. yours went through, so you're reading the Harry Potter books. <laughs> I just want to repeat mine, which is that sounds like something the president would do. Because you said, jacket... And also, put on the hood. The president is a racist. 
How oh, could no, you that say funny. that very no, that easily is, because it's the truth? No, that is funny. That is, yes, you're I right. I just wanted to take that opportunity you're to not, say you're not The wrong. president is a, a racist and know. racist. No, we all know. Well, no, I'm just saying, like, people are saying it and going, how could you say that? I don't, I don't actually know. even think anybody really mean. feels that way. It's just, well, just I mean, Anderson Cooper, I think. Well, does he feel the things he says out of his mouth? And I really have, that's an earnest question. For 90% of, of us today. Do we feel the way we are saying we feel <laughs> about things? And especially when we're on television? Sure, yeah, not, um, not usually. I just, you know, he's a Vanderbilt. Do you know what right. I mean? Like, does he know how he feels about things? Does anybody know what the Vanderbilts are? No, who gives a shit? Nothing matter. means anything anymore. <laughs> wow, can I ask you a question? Do you not know Anderson Cooper's heritage? That's, that's a little weird. <laughs> for this gay of an audience. <laughs> A little fucking weird. No, that, I mean, I read up it, on our power players. <laughs> I think it's a yeah. No, anyway, he's like I was, the I was seeker of do us. like shots fired it's between very... the gay community and the queer community. I maybe don't need to do that. <laughs> oh yeah, 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 yeah. I think the audience is a little too queer for that. That might be what it is. That's a great point, Rhea. All right, nobody's on board. Okay, well, whoops. Um, I'm a. Uh, Macrodosing. I'm listening to Harry Potter books. I've never, I've never listened. I've never read those books, and yeah. I've only seen the first one. Jesus Christ! <laughs> so there upset. are terrible things happening so in the upset. world. <laughs> so upset. But this is though. like just really hurting someone's heart that I haven't. Yeah. I just I missed it. I missed it. I missed it. That's all. We're a little like, too old. We're a, yeah. We're I'm right on, on the cusp of. We're on the old. cusp of everything. Person, I'm a cusp millennial that makes no sense. I had a landline, but also I'm still paying my student loans. <laughs> I'm like a junk drawer of a person. I have no generational home. What? Because millennials are like, no, you're not. <laughs> Whatever. I that's, like espresso. Thank you. That's uh, really funny. Like in a good way, in a solid way. They like espresso. And I'm like, I drink drip coffee. I'm sorry. What? I do drink drip coffee. You know what makes it? A fucking machine. Yeah. <laughs> and it doesn't just make one cup out of one tiny cup. It just, it makes a, it pours a bunch the of whole crap. thing. Yeah. Um, and you know what I, you know what I fucking drink? Fucking Folgers. And I'm alive. <laughs> See what I mean? I'm alive and I feel fine. I get the big kind. I get Cuss the giant millennial. big I get the giant big fucking Folgers and I put it in my fucking Mr. Goddamn Coffee. I really gotta get you like a white out pen so you can change it to MX. MX I know, I knew the joke you were gonna make! Bow, bow, bow! Um, <laughs> queer as fuck. And I drink that, and I drink that, in t- and I drink it right down. Yeah, drink it right down. Um, and actually then for you just a long threw time, it right into your mouth and for a long time I only drank black coffee because I just felt like that was gender appropriate but then I hit a certain <laughs> sure. age and I was like this actually does hurt my this stomach this is I have an ulcer and I'm and I, and I so soft butch means almond creamer sure, and yeah, yes yeah. I should have switched to oat milk but Yo, I did god damn it I was right there shit <laughs> You can still get on the oat train. I don't want to. You don't want to get on the oat train? I don't like it either. It's terrible. I don't want to do it. I don't want to do it. The same Harry Potter person's like, it's so good. (laughs) Wait, I want an anti-show for this person. I actually just want to ask that person how old they are. Do you mind the person who is so upset about Harry Potter? The Harry Potter person. How old are you? I'm 29. Yeah. Yeah, see. (laughs) Here's where we're different. I'm not 29, so... Rhea's 36. <laughs> yeah, I am 36. That's how old Rhea is. Can um, you even believe it? People don't think I should have my license most times, right? <laughs> Hollywood sure knows my age, though. <laughs> I got sides, and I was like, oh, this is pretty good. It was like 40. I was like, mother, fuck you for that. <laughs> I am. Not, come on. Oh, but I feel 40. 
I feel 40. Perhaps it's the Harry Potter. Yeah, no. Today my ankle just started hurting. Nothing had oh, happened. No. <laughs> Sorry. 40. Yeah, sure. Here I am. 37. 40. <laughs> anyway, yeah. yeah, 29. It's really different. Like, right, the Harry Potter happening. books, we were just a little too... But I also just want to point out that I do realize that you have a pin of the same emblem that's on your shirt yeah. directly under where the pin was. The, it's yeah. incredible. I had a level. <laughs> I used a plump the, yeah, the choices that you've made are incredible. Jokes. Um... The Harry Potter books were a little too old to have read them like in the moment and men that excited. Slash, here's a weird thing about me. I was interested in them, but I'm a little too scared of those books. Now, to this day, and they're for children. And sometimes people will go, oh, Cameron, like you probably can see this movie. And then I go, okay, let me, here's a gauge. This is a movie I think is scary. Hocus Pocus. <laughs> wow. And then that person just goes, well, no, you can't see anything. Yeah, don't. You literally can't see anything. Don't you watch movies. You can't see anything. Don't watch um, movies. I'll tell you the real, I, I will tell this audience, I've never told anybody this is the reason why I didn't get into the Harry Potter books. Um, borders was still a thing. And I, I, I don't mean the thing we're fighting about that the president... <laughs> Is racist about. I mean, the store that was then like closed books down. Books and music, yes. Yeah, borders, books and music, and cafe. Don't forget the cafe. I was very cool and worked there. <laughs> oh, yeah. I was a barista for some time. You were back there working the Mr. Coffee? Back there working the Mr. Coffee. I was pressing the button, pressing the other button, pressing the button, pressing the other button. Wait, but can you tell me about borders? Well, I'm going to. Yes, Get there. I'm getting there. I was coming right back to it. I, want, I just want to know. I think it was the first book was debuting. Uh-huh. And so they're having a big event of like all these people were buying the book or maybe it was the second one because the first one was already famous. And there was this tiny little lesbian that worked there and it was a time when you just still walked around and went, is that a gay person? Inside of your head everywhere you went. <laughs> and never did you say it out loud because whatever. And you might disappear like something out of a Harry Potter novel. Anyway, they're not novels. They're just books. So this person... They mean disapparate. <laughs> yeah. Thank you. I went to a commuter college. No, that's not a word you should know. It's like from the books. I, what I did was oh. I... Yeah, you did, you did no, a great job. No, okay, great. Yeah. And so did you. Good job. Thank you. You're welcome. Um, the person selling them, they were also giving away like Harry Potter glasses. And I was like, oh, these would be fucking rad to wear around. <laughs> like not knowing what the book was or anything. And so I was like, oh, I got to get me... Because I always wore fake glasses, which is stupid. And... <laughs> But also, what age are you in this point in this story? What, when did the second book come out? I don't care. But I, can I just say twenty one? I mean, yeah, that 20. that sounds age appropriate. That's how. Like I wore, I wore fake glasses from did nineteen to twenty three. Yeah, nineteen ninety eight. Oh God, I was sixteen. Oh wow, yeah. Oh, I didn't yeah. wear fake glasses yet. Mine was when I started. I started a little later. Yes. Yeah. So. Maybe it was a later book then, because I feel like I was much older than sixteen. This person refused to give me glasses, and so I was like, then fuck Harry Potter. <laughs> That's the yeah. whole time. The whole time. The whole time. The whole time, because every time I see his face, I see a lesbian in my community rejecting me for who I wanted to be. Let me replace that it's lesbian very triggering for me. with the face of Emma Watson, who isn't part of our community, but adjacent. Adjacent, yeah. yeah. <laughs> she moved into the neighborhood. She's she friendly. She's got a sign in her She's yard. She's nearby. She's right nearby. She's like, I'm on your side. I'm yeah. like, no, I know. <laughs> oh, yeah. Like, I wanted you to cut yeah. that piece. Um, yeah. 
I just feel like she's probably so supportive. Like, what a supportive person. Oh, yeah, she's she, she so great. Very supportive. Um, anyway, oh, sure. Uh, no, yeah, I could never watch them because they were too, too scary, but what I'm doing is I'm uh, walking long distances during the day and listening to them on tape yes. um, in my headphones, and I try to get home really quick before the sun sets so I can watch part of the movie. <laughs> and once the sun is down, you're done for the day. You're done. <laughs> wow. Wow, oh, turn it right off. I know. Well, this is, I've had to figure out ways to watch. Like, I mean, it was a really big deal when. Um, the movie oh white people are get out yep um (laughs) when get out was a big deal i really wanted to see it i woke up at seven o'clock in the morning Uh and watched it holding with the sound off partially and um uh subtitles subtitles. (laughs) because the music is a lot of times what gets you what I'm saying is I watched Get Out at 7 o'clock in the morning on mute with subtitles because I, because I was like, well, the music won't scare me and then I'll have the whole rest of the day to... Sure, so sure. I just want you to know this is the... To think about being like, a white person. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. This is, these are the kinds of things. I watched... No, I, um, yeah. I watched... What's this one? Quiet, uh, quiet Place. That one, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I watched that one in an airplane when there was bad turbulence. Oh. <laughs> the turbulence started... Why I did went, you do oh, that? Oh, because I was like... I am in a scarier situation oh, wow. than this fucking movie. Wow. Like, I'm gonna maybe die. And they are too. <laughs> but he wrote it! Yeah. You know? And this is right. real. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This so, is a real thing. Uh, that I, was I watched um, Disobedience on the plane. <laughs> I watched it on a plane too. And then um, I didn't finish it. And then the next time I was on a plane, I just fast forwarded and watched the spit scene again. Great. So I've not seen the end, but I've seen the spit scene twice. Again, you didn't finish it, but you went to the spit scene the first time. No, the first time I watched until the spit scene, I said, oh, they've had sex. Actually, I don't want to know what happens next. I know, Hollywood, what you're going to do to me. They're going to have sex, and then they're not going to end up together. I just know it. I could tell. These two beautiful Rachels. These two Rachels. These two beautiful Rachels. I'm honestly just thinking about Rachel McAdams. She's so great. Yeah, you know? she's great. Just great. Yeah, just great at comedy. Thank you. Is that her? Put her on. Rachel, <laughs> what's up? Speaker it out. We I can't. You're you. I'm so sorry. No, it's okay. okay. Thank you who for was the apology. It? What, what, who was it? What? What? Who was it's it? It's okay. No, you're not. No, the no, worst. no, no, no. We're being no, nice I'm about it. I'm actually asking this as a follow-up question, and here's why. I've been trying to call friends more, re- more often. <laughs> yeah. Uh, recently, because I feel like texting really doesn't do the trick, and sometimes you can't. It's like LA, and like everything's so complicated with plans. So I've been doing. I've been. I call people, and then, then I go. I'm from the past at the beginning of the call. <laughs> <laughs> then they, there's Bruce a little Willis. funny laugh there, and then we get into it, and we kind of you know talk or cry or whatever we need to do, and it's been really a good part of my life. So I just want to know, who is fucking calling you? <laughs> There you go. Oh. Well, silence the shit out of that. <laughs> yeah. Airplane mode. Airplane mode. Airplane. Um, a lot of turbulence. You know what? We will be back throughout the show, but yeah, we've got we a great show tonight. Yeah, so we do. Um, we've been great in the opening. Yeah, thank you for that. I'm gonna grab this jacket. Very nice to be back. Did you think the thing, my Bobby? What the, thing, Bobby? You know the. I know, you know the it first. Is. Okay, yeah, great. Yeah. Ria, you want to take it away? It? Okay, great. So uh, glad to be back doing this show. And your first comic is one of our friends at this show, and we uh, absolutely love him here. And you guys uh, probably love him too. You might know him from um, this little television show called uh, Better Call Saul or uh, Mr. Show. Please welcome Bob Odenkirk, everybody. 
So, Bob Odenkirk, what have you been up to, and what are you working on? Um, some stand-up shows, right? I'm doing some stand-up shows, but I'm such an amateur stand-up. Oh, come on. Well, I really am, you know, and you've I appreciate... you perfected the foot lean. I mean, yeah. you've got it. Well, I you've love got it. it. By the way, I, if I could just do every show that way, yeah, I would. Well, well sometimes but there's no wall. stages don't really no allow. Wall. No yeah, wall. yeah. You know what I mean? I love the foot hmm. lean. It works for me. It helps yeah, it me to kind of slow down, which yeah. I like. Um, I don't have anything like a cigar or a banjo. <laughs> yeah, yep. no bowler. A, yeah, I don't have a thing. I don't you have don't, a mallet. I don't have like a watermelon or some shit like that. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I've been doing a little bit uh, of stand up. What's this thing? I always want to say umbrella, which is not the word at all. What are accordion. you talking about? Uh, an accordion, like brain, an umbrella. Do, does your brain ever do that? Just like put the wrong word in oh, every yeah. time? Like every oh, time. Oh, yeah, it's yeah. Like there's repeating dreams I understand. in real life. Where I'm like, yes. I know it's not an umbrella, but my br- that's why that's the yes. that's the Dewey Decimal that my brain is pulling out. I have an even more embarrassing one where occasionally I refer, refer to my youngest sisters as my daughters. <laughs> yep. Oh well, yeah. Because I was so much older than yeah. them. I was yeah, yeah. 14 years old. Yeah. And I really, my dad wasn't around, and I really tried to be good to them yeah. and like show that's them things cool. and take them around and stuff. But it's so weird because that's yeah. just fucking weird. Yeah. And I have a dog. But it wasn't weird to you yeah. as a fourteen-year-old. So. No, I was like, like wanted to be protective, childhood. you know, and stuff. Yeah. But yeah. um. So foot lean, stand up. So shows. foot lean's awesome. Stand up has been fun. I I'm never going to be a pro stand up, you know, because I just don't care enough to focus and do that kind of work that sure. real stand ups have to do. Of the it. grind of yeah, it. The yeah. grind. Yeah. And I have so many other options because I get to act and I get to write sketches and other stuff. But stand up's so great if you're a writer. Yeah. Because you just get up there with your ideas and, and work and it out and get, get some immediate laughs feedback. And yeah. It's it is really like a big a, writer's room where you're the only one pitching. That's right. And the only danger, <laughs> yes. especially now, is people right. record you and put it on the, yeah. on YouTube and you're like... And also it's... And I would say it's a danger even simply that, like, there goes your material. Yes. You know, even right. if you're not... Even even from a standpoint of, like, people blowing it up for virality or something like you saying something. Because, like, I've, I mean, look, people have... Everybody thinks it's only, like, quote, offensive stuff that people get upset about. But, like, right. people have been mad at shit that I've said, you know? And I, yeah. ta- I take it to heart. I think about it. I'm like, is this a real thing? Like, what is my intention? And then what are they bringing that I maybe don't understand? Um, but really, for me, the recording thing... And people do a video, like, to Instagram stories, like, at this show, and I have to tell them, like, stop. Because, yeah. like, we put it out as a podcast. Everyone's agreed to that. I right. haven't agreed to, like, broadcasting. Like, yes. Stand-up. You're working something out, and we have the option for people to not put stuff on for that right, reason. Right, right, and I appreciate and, it. And the recording is, like, you know, you're kind of, like, you're. T- this is what I do for a living. Right. You know, and it's it's what you do for a living, even if it's not your main thing. Right, and I... You're ruining it for Yeah, other the other people. thing about me is that because of my schedule and the other things I do... I, even if I wanted to do stand-up, I could only do it for a few weeks a year. Absolutely. So yeah. I, like, don't want to burn my material. Yeah. I actually would like to tell those jokes. Right. Because <laughs> I'm only going to do stand-up. In the next three years, I'll do stand-up 24 times. How many times? times. Yeah, exactly. You know what I mean? Right. I, and, like, people want to see you do that. Yeah. And then if they hear your jokes, either A, they don't go, or B, when they go, they're like, damn, I already heard that. But yeah. I, do, I will say that for the most part, like, related to this podcast... And so I do keep this in mind, but I think both things are true, is that diehard comedy fans 
like to hear evolutions of jokes. Right. And so, like, people will listen to the podcast and then come see a show and be well, like, then why I you... love where this yeah. went. And I mean, I'm not, yeah. this is not to say put it out there. What well, I'm saying the other is, thing is, both of those things are real. I kind of wandered in this performance here tonight. Oh, so. but that's not. But that's fun, though. Yeah, I yeah, think it that's is fun. fun. It is fun. I'm not yeah. advocating for you to put it on. Well, <laughs> what I'm saying yeah. is, there, both of these people exist. And yeah. so for me, I do err on the side of, I'd rather keep it more fresh for people. Yeah. You know, in, yeah. in general. Yeah. But you know what else is weird for me? I've, I've had a hard time figuring out who I am to people. Sure. Because I think yeah. that a lot of, and I'm writing this memoir, you know? Yeah. And like, I think a lot of people, they, they know me from Better Call Saul. They don't uh-huh. know, if they heard me do stand up that was about politics even, they might go like, what's what's, what's that actor yeah. talking about? He has no sure, right to yeah. talk about politics. He's an actor. Yeah. And like wow. for me, I'm like, well, I don't know. I did Mr. Show, Mr. Show. And, and Saturday Night Live, and yeah. I did I did politically oriented stuff for 25 years yeah. before I acted. Right. And you've never heard of you any never, of yeah, it. Just, and so yeah. you think I'm just some fucking actor some trying to be a wise right. wiseacre. And wow. so, but I also kind of. It's too much to think about, and luckily yeah. I kind of don't have to. So as long as I can keep this as a side thing, mm-hmm. I don't have to sort it out for everyone. I could not totally. do it. Yeah. I couldn't do it. Yeah. I mean, I think, yeah, you just got to make wife the always wants that are me to do. You, you know? Yeah, my wife always wants me to do a stand-up special, uh-huh. and I'm like, I'm so far away from that. Sure. You know, you guys, you know, you do it for, you do it really professionally and seriously. Well, I appreciate And that. you develop, I go... I just can't. I can't even come close to that. But what I could do, yes, is some sketches. Some sketches, sketches you can yeah. kind of refine in writing and rewriting, yeah. and right. then it's what it is. And stand up, and is, you have multiple takes. Yeah, you have to. You have to get up, somewhere. You work it out, and yeah. you can't just work it out in one city. You got to go to a bunch of different places. Yeah. Yeah. Well, look. Yeah. Thanks for having me on. Yeah. Thanks, Great Bob. Talk. Great it's talking. Always, come back anytime. And I called yeah, you. I can't help it, but see, how about this? I call you Ray. Uh, Ray. Yeah. Because of my acting. Oh partner. yeah, right. Seahorn, right? Yeah, it's yeah, right. yeah, yeah, yeah. Same spelling. And she's though. not Rhea. Yeah, no. And when people call her Rhea, I'm not Ray. She's like. That's not my name. It's Ray. Yeah, 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 yeah. Keep it going for Bob Odenkirk. You know what's kind of fucked up? Bob is actually. Bob is like really, really nice. Is that stressful? He's like the nicest man. Um, also, Rio was asking me backstage about, so I, I had this like really great uh, motorcycle jacket with like, a, with, like a, a friend of mine had come over to me and looked me in the eyes and um, taken a cock ring off of the epaulette of their motorcycle jacket and then put it through the epaulette of my motorcycle jacket. I've never felt so seen in my life. It was a really important jacket to me. You know, like how you have like your one jacket. Like I have like, you know, you have like, you have seven other backup motorcycle jackets, but you've got your one. And that was my one and I left it on a subway. I know, thank you so much for understanding. That's how, Rhea, I don't know if you're, that's how queer our audience is. (laughs) What? Rhea and I are going through some shit. You're like, they'll, they'll be fine, they'll be fine, they'll be fine. I'm like, I lost my motorcycle jacket. They're like, then she will not survive this! <laughs> anyway, um... I lost my motorcycle jacket. This is how upset I was. I called the subway. <laughs> like, I called, like, the lost and... Like, there's a lost and found number. It does ring. A person picks it up. They're like, what? <laughs> Wait, what? <laughs> Wait, 
what? <laughs> uh, goodbye. You know, like, it's like, it's terrible. Um, but then I, so like, um, the company that made the jacket, actually, I wore, I wore enough of their stuff on stage, they sent me a new one, which was really, really fucking cool. I know, it's so cool. Uh, but I didn't have a cock ring, so I went to um, the pleasure chest to be like, I, you know what? I'm a grown-up boy. I can get my own. I can go get my own cock ring. Put it on my jacket myself. But then when I got there, um, they only had uh, like th- this one is huge. It's it's huge. I mean, I, I look like I'm like yeah, but it's really just that they had precious metals, cock rings that were precious metals. Like I mean, like like a three hundred and fifty dollar titanium ring and I was like oh I don't think so I don't think I don't think so you know like but I thought about it I don't think so but I did think I don't think so um or they had they had like it was just like a zillion really really expensive ones and then they just had one giant one that was a dollar <laughs> Bob so I was like I'll take this one that's a dollar I do know it's too big for anything. <laughs> I feel like it's very Ebenezer Scrooge. Like, you know what I mean? Like he's like uh, like a real like Jacob Marley door knocker. Like, the chains that you made in life, you wear in death. Like anyway, it's, it's just ridiculous. But it's what I'm working with right now. Ria recommended I go to Rough Trade and like see what they have. And like, that's a great one. I also thought like like a small, like they do have like plat, you know, like plat. There's other options. We'll see what I do. But right now, I'm just going for, um, it's nearly a bracelet. Is <laughs> the size dick I'm telling you I have. Well, anyway, actually, <laughs> that's really the size cock ring I should have. A bracelet. <laughs> Comics should go home. <laughs> and the UCB's closed. Thank you so much. Amy, let's just, I'm just waving to Amy Poehler, the ghost of Amy Poehler. <laughs> All right, are we ready for our next comic? <laughs> Very funny person. One thing I did uh, when I was on tour this, this whole fall was I got to work with a local, I picked like a local comic in every city um, and got to work with them and it was awesome. So this is one of the comics that opened for me in Seattle and fucking crushed. And I'm so excited for you to see this person. So please welcome right now the very funny Andy Iwancio. Give it up for Andy. Hi. Hi, Anders. Uh, my name's Andy, as you've heard. <laughs> uh, I'm a transgender gal. Been doing the hormones thing for like a year and a half. Got some small boobs out of it. So it hasn't been a total bust. That's what you're in for. The pun's not the boobs. It is warning. Uh, I have eaten over 5,000 pills in the past year. And I do not have a dance music hit. <laughs> like, there's no street value for estrogen. <laughs> Nobody's like, hey, you heard about that Molly? How'd you like to be that Molly? 
There's no street value for something that makes you sensitive and emotional and grow boobs <laughs> when beer is already legal. Um, <laughs> in general, it's just, it's weird going through a girl's puberty with the brain of a 36-year-old. I guess what I'm saying is, I'm basically Lisa Simpson. <laughs> and like, I shouldn't get along with my dad, but my dad's a vegetarian folk singer. <laughs> I'm vegan for health reasons, don't worry, I feel better than all of you. But my dad's a vegetarian folk singer. I'm a vegan trans gal. I have basically one-upped him. <laughs> Only way you'd be any happier is if I came out as an acoustic guitar. <laughs> Made of kale. <laughs> that also owns a lesbian coffee shop. <laughs> That's also a Unitarian church. <laughs> but I said a lesbian coffee house, so you knew it was a Unitarian church. Ah. Uh, Caitlyn Jenner. Like, you've got a friend that uses a vape pen, right? It's like that. <laughs> it's like everything that comes out of them is not okay, but they're still your friend. <laughs> like, it goes to show how far we trans women have come that we have a Sarah Palin of our own. <laughs> and, like, she could learn a thing or two about what trans women of color are going through and also maybe stop dressing like a soap opera villain. <laughs> She looks like an evil landlady. <laughs> she looks like twice a day she tells a man, there's something else you could do for rent. <laughs> but that's a representation. I, like, like, in TV and movies, what's ridiculous is that you have dudes play trans women. To not have trans women play trans women in like TVs and, TV and movies is ridiculous. That's like if you made another Benji movie, but instead of a dog, you use two ferrets in a trash bag. <laughs> I can hear some quiet, I assume for millennials, or vacant chairs, let me update that. That would be like if you made another Airbud movie, but instead of a dog, you use Jeffrey Tambor. <laughs> I, for one, accept this award, but I hope that I'm the last man actor to play a dog in Hollywood. There are more dog actors in Hollywood every day. Thank you for this award. <laughs> so brave. <laughs> a man that old playing a dog that young. <laughs> and if you think my impression of Jamfrey Tambor is shitty, you should hear his impression of me. <laughs> award-winning even <laughs> uh i just celebrated 17 years together with my partner thanks and the interesting thing is that he's a transgender dude and i'm a transgender gal but we didn't meet when we were out we actually came out to each other over the course of our relationship like i came out as a transgender gal and then he came out as a transgender dude because our dedication to being straight is that strong. <laughs> also, I guess this is a straight hand gesture. <laughs> it's more fisting than you would think. <laughs> Sorry, fisting than you would think. 
Don't know what this is? Clip your damn nails before you find out. <laughs> don't take home souvenirs. Don't like try to make a clone out of me and whatever is under your fingernails. Like 23 and me with your fingernails. Anyway, just a message. Um, but like, what? But like, we got married eight years ago, but we didn't really. We don't really celebrate it because uh, we think it's weird when people just count from when they got met when they got married forwards like some people would say oh we got we've been together for eight years but we got married eight years ago but we've been together for 17 if we've only been together for eight years what was that nine years before was that just an anonymous gas station sex (laughs) was like didn't know his name just knew him as two hard knocks and a smooth rub (laughs) saw that hand come through that hole i said i want to put a ring on that finger soon as it comes out of me (laughs) but like we got married in a place that was important to us when we met 17 years ago in high school which is why we got married in the smoking section at a Denny's (laughs) the theme of our wedding was confusing our parents further It was fun seeing one set of parents of a trans kid sit across from the other set of parents of a trans kid. They exchanged this knowing glance that seemed to say, here's two, huh? We think we ate too much Velveeta. (laughs) We had sex during an eclipse. Maybe it was that. (laughs) I feel like if we break, uh, well, I mean, like, technically we did meet meet over a dating app, but that app was mozzarella sticks. And like, and I can't recommend getting married at a Denny's enough. Cause like on your special, it's your special day and you should feel special on your special day. And out in the world, I might feel like I'm a five or a six, but in a Denny's, I'm a 10. (laughs) And if I haven't had hash browns, I'm an 11. (laughs) Um. I think I have a, one more thing. Uh, I, it's where I wrote my first joke, and I'm going to tell you that first joke right now. Just real quick. Knock, knock. Hitler. Hitler. Yes, the time machine was a success. <laughs> knock, knock. David Hasselhoff. David Hasselhoff. Yes, two birds, one stone. <laughs> no, I'm not saying that David Hasselhoff is Hitler. I'm just saying he's a charismatic leader that's led the German people astray. <laughs> Anyway, thank you. Give it up for Andy, everybody! Uh, I was just going to say, I did take my jacket off, and I'm wearing this cool shirt. Uh, if everybody wants to see it, hang on, i got to take this out for you to see it. You can read the back. I took a picture of this bathroom sign at um, Project Q, which is like a haircut spot that my friend Madden uh, runs. And uh, their bathroom said this thing, which is like, this bathroom can be used for anybody with any gen- any gender identity or expression. And I w- posted it on Instagram and said this, but for the planet. And um, this t-shirt company and hat and pin company, Lockwood, L.A., was like, can we make a shirt of this? And I was like, sure, let's do it. Uh, So they're going to be on their website very soon. There's pins and hats also. And all the proceeds will go to Project Q, which is a a thing. What what is the word I'm looking for? They give haircuts to homeless LGBTQ youth, specifically trans youth, and uh, which helps a lot of people get off their feet and also to Trans Lifeline. So please buy these up when they come out, like, next week. So I just want to let you all know that that's happening. 
This next comedian, so glad that they're here. We have such a great lineup. It's been so great so far. Has it not? Please keep it going for Jamel Johnson, everybody! Oh my goodness gracious. Happy goddamn GD New Year to you all. Y'all picked a good one, nigga. This is it. This is show of the century, nigga. What? <laughs> Rita took my whole act. I was going to yell at y'all. Switch. I got other problems, though. Don't trip. I got other, have other issues besides your white existence. Hello again. <laughs> Twenty eighteen was whatever, yeah, you knew that. It was a big year for me. Made a lot of bold predictions last year. A few of them hit. Well, number one, white ladies are gonna have a bounce back year. I believe y'all did. I believe twenty eighteen y'all bounced back. <laughs> Would you ain't see marvelous Mrs. Mazel's nigga? They back. Big big back. Twenty nineteen, year of your boy. I'm getting mine. Yeah, you can clap, yeah, sure, whatever. Go ahead. Fine. Top of my personal list, getting Coles to fucking sponsor me. Coles, the dis- department store, not a nigga named Cole. Coles. It's my favorite store. The pants are very yeah, you know. I love them with all my heart, and they need to come find me. They need to come fucking find me, because I ain't writing shit. My plan in Hollywood is to just wear coals and talk about it on stage till them niggas come find me. I'm not, right, I'm not submitting nothing. No packets, no scripts. Just clean turtlenecks all year. learned a lot about myself this past year. You know what I found out? I can't listen to anybody's problems if they owe me money. <laughs> that occurred to any of... Here's a scenario. Uh, me and my friend are going to a concert. I buy the tickets. They're supposed to hit me back. And they just hadn't yet. It wasn't an unreasonable amount of time. It was like 12 hours. You know what I'm saying? It wasn't that long. I wasn't concerned about the money. I know where these fools live. But I just hadn't gotten the money yet. And my boy's trying to talk to me about, like, minority representation in Hollywood. And that's, like, some important shit. That That affects me. But, like... Until I get my fucking $56? I don't give a shit how white this shit gets. Can get whiter. Do not care. They could fucking put Hugh Grant in Black Panther right now, nigga. Give me my money! And fucking PayPal me. Quit asking me if I'm on Venmo. You know I got kicked off Venmo three years ago. Why are you even asking? Stalling. Hey, so you guys ever, um, 
You guys ever notice that poor people make the best food? Okay, your reaction is as if I said poor people are the best food. It's a slightly different sentence, guys. Fuck with me. Like, think about it, bro. The best food, I don't know what their situation is now, but they was broke when they came up with that shit. Rich people don't make good food. Nobody's ever said that. You've never said this. Oh, man, I'm starving. You guys want to order Swiss? <laughs> you in the back. You be ordering fucking Swiss, dude? They don't got that shit on Grubhub. Swiss food sucks. Swiss cheese is garbage. If you're being real, you let them put that shit on your sandwich. You don't choose it. Swiss cheese is ass. It tastes like a fucking foot in your mouth. Easily ate better cheeses, bro. Easily ate better cheese. And I'm excluding Havarti. I'm not even including Havarti because I know Danish people got money. Okay, like, all right, like, like who knew Greek food was good before you found out they were broke as hell? And you cannot be Greek already. I don't want to hear from no fucking Stephanopoulos's, okay? Who knew? No fucking body. You, I guess, I, I had no idea. I didn't know what a grape leaf was in 1995. Could not care less. Give me my chicken nuggets. Then I picked up the paper, USA Today is like, oh, these Greek niggas broke now. Next day, Chobani's everywhere? Bro. They sold Chobani at goddamn 7-Eleven. You can't get wider distribution than that, dog. That's Def Jam and Atlantic, dude. It's every... Twenty nineteen, new year, new memes, you know? Doing my thing, Jamel Johnson, very single, and I don't wanna fuck none of y'all. <laughs> I mean that ain't true, but fuck it, dog. I'm done. What's the point? I don't wanna I gotta figure out my shit, you know what I mean, man? Cause this this app shit ain't getting it. It's too much. These phone applications. And really I'm projecting. The issue is, I know myself, and I don't look good in the digital realm. You have to meet me in person. You might want to holler at me after this, because I'm very funny right now. Not funny on Tinder, you know what I'm saying? Doesn't work. On paper, I might have been dead for years, you know what I'm saying? And like, I just, I don't know how to talk online. You, when, you, when I talk in person, I'm very good. But with the text, you got to be... Cr Crispy, you know what I'm saying? And I'm not quite there. What happened was I, I asked this girl out and I came strong with the emojis. I was, you know, and um, she didn't hit me back for a few days and then she hit me with a long no. Hey, look, whatever, it's cool. But she's like, yo, you know, I just got out of a thing. I need a few years. <laughs> but I'll see you around, you're cool. And I was like, okay, maybe I should hit her with like a long, it's all right, you know what I mean? But then I was like, whose time am I wasting? Is it mine, is it theirs? So then I just wrote, cool, with an exclamation point, like a goddamn maniac. And I looked at that shit for 20 minutes. And then I was like, fuck it. And as soon as I hit send, 
I was like, oh my God, she is telling all of her friends I'm an incel right now. I'm on a list. And that's my time. Uh, Broccoli House on Instagram, peace. It's 2019, a brand new year, a fresh start. How about you make listening to Homophilia one of your New Year's resolutions? Homophilia is a queer comedy party where hosts Dave Holmes and Matt McConkey grill LGBTQ celebrities on what they're loving and who they're loving. They have in-depth, hilarious conversations about everything from their pop culture obsessions to deep talks about their guests' personal experiences. They had insanely amazing guests and convos last year, like Jesse Tyler Ferguson telling us his history about shoplifting gay porn. Matt Rogers of Las Culturistas talking about losing his virginity to the manager of a clam bar. Your host of Put Your Hands Together, that's me, Rhea Butcher, breaking down gender fluidity. Karamo Brown from Queer Eye talking about marriage and then proposing to his boyfriend weeks later. Sex and love advice guru Dan Savage breaking down being monogamish. I had a great time on the podcast, and it's a real fun listen. So you should check out Homophilia now on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, or wherever you listen to podcasts. Very funny human being. Okay, friends, we got two comics left. They're both they're both really they're both really great. They're both really great and it just they're just great. They're really great. How are you all doing? Are you are you doing Well, that's good. How are you doing specifically? How was your day? Good. What'd you do? Uh worked. Work. <laughs> what do you do? Oh, you work at a talent agency. Well, welcome back. How was your six week off? <laughs> Shit! It was so funny for a second. Uh, did you have a nice long break? Yeah. Yeah. What did you do? Did you do anything? Uh, went home to Rhode Island. Oh. Beautiful. So <laughs> last time I was there, and what happened? Something. I don't even know. But anyway, I've been there a bunch of times. <laughs> Uh, that's cool. Where in Rhode Island? Uh, Newport. Newport. Oh, ooh. Vanderbilt country. Excuse me. You knew what the fuck I was talking about, right? <laughs> Pop on a yacht, right? Pop a yacht. They always say what? They, no one's ever said that. It's a fancy place to be from. Uh, cool. Was that was that nice? Oh uh, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Well, uh, welcome back and congratulations on um, working at that talent agency. I also can't believe you. I almost can't believe that you. I mean, I. Look, I like I don't I'm actually like fully wrapped and everything, but like you're surrounded. You know what I mean? <laughs> so what we're gonna do for his safety at the end of the show I just want everybody to remain in their seats uh, for just a few extra minutes and then you're gonna get the fuck out of here. <laughs> or if there's anybody here that is a uh, has a red sweater, put that on and we'll kinda get him lost in the crowd. You know what I mean? I just, I feel that he's unsafe. <laughs> what, are, what, are, what is up with you? How was your day? It was okay. Yeah, what did you do? I also went to work. Oh, what do you do? I work at a bank. Look at these two people. <laughs> Look at these two people's jobs. What do you do at a bank? Uh, customer service. Oh, that sounds ter- terrible. Yes. <laughs> Uh, is it like a like is it like what level of customer service like I'll ask I'll ask a question I'll know what level how much of your job is people who go I've uh, I've overdrawn it's more um, how does an ATM work oh 
honestly straight up how does an ATM work? <laughs> How's that money get in there? It's a great question. I've never seen it filled. Okay. It's a good question, isn't it? Like I know there's like you know what I do you know what, does everyone agree with what I'm saying here? Okay. We're gonna keep the show rolling. We're gonna bring up uh, these final two comics. Round of applause for these people, but don't look directly at them. They can't help you with whatever you need. Friends, uh, oh yes. This comic, hilarious person. Just a hilarious person. Please welcome back to the show, my friend and yours, Mr. Solomon Giorgio. Give it up for Solomon. Hello, how are we? No, keep it tepid. <laughs> Calm down. <laughs> I like quiet. Uh, Cameron did mention The Quiet Place earlier, and I do love that movie very much. I think it's a 10 out of 10, honestly. I'm going to watch it every year. I think there should be a whole genre of films where a white person dies for talking too much. <laughs> honestly. More. <laughs> I'm actually uh, working on a queer horror film of my own. Uh, just 90 minutes of uh, your straight friend trying to be your wingman. And that is, just keeps escalating, getting worse and worse. <laughs> you want me to go to the bathroom with you? Don't! Um, as some of us know, uh, Elizabeth Warren is considering a uh, presidential bid, bid for 2020. And um, one issue people are having with her is her likability. Um, and uh, I have a follow-up question for those people, which is, um, name one likable man. Uh, <laughs> just one. Then if you can name one, is it a cisgendered straight man? Because it's not. I know it's not. It never will be. Because that's not how it works. Because if we're going to play, if we're going to play the, the gender game in general, um, women are, uh, for the most part, uh, smell good and don't fart in mixed company. <laughs> Every man you've come across has slept on a bed filled with dried cum for months. <laughs> Easily. Maybe years. They, like, so most of us require another person to inform us that we should own more than one towel. All right? That is a not a likable creature. There's nothing beneficial of these people. I, um, I have a very dysfunctional family. Uh, is anyone else? Now, are you sure about that? Because when I say that, I mean it. Like, I'm, I'm the level of dysfunctional where, um, like, I mean, like, uh, like, not your parents got divorced when you were young and they don't talk to each other anymore. I'm saying, like, maybe your parents are still together and they get a fist fight every Tuesday at 2.30. That level of dysfunctional. Like, where other people tell you about their family being fucked up and you go, you get really jealous. Like, you're like, I wish. <laughs> Oh, I wish. Uh, I'm going to tell you a story about my family and their dysfunction. Specifically, um, recently, uh, my youngest brother, Aragawi, uh, got married. Um, I was not invited to his wedding. And we're cool. Chill out. That part's okay. He's an idiot. He's always been dumb. That's just the way he works. Uh, he, well, as a kid, he had a phobia of puppies. He had no problem with full-grown dogs. Just puppies. <laughs> so he's stupid, but we love each other very much. I just didn't get invited to the wedding. It was a very last minute thing that didn't work out. They're getting remarried, uh, doing another thing later, but uh, 
this ceremony, however, that I was not invited to, uh, this is about uh, what happened uh, with my mother there. Um, first, the story starts uh, back a few months ago. Uh, my youngest brother, Ragawi, converted to Islam. Um, and that is perfectly fine with me, his sibling, that did not get invited to his wedding. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> however, that is an issue for my mother, uh, who is the most Christian. Um, the old, we're Ethiopians, uh, we invented so many things, uh, including uh, uh, religious fury. Uh, <laughs> my mother is the most Christian. She is so, like, I, on more than one occasion, I've seen her remove a photo of her child from a frame and replace it with an image of a white Jesus. It's like, <laughs> we look more th like the real Jesus than that guy does. What are you doing, lady? <laughs> So clearly, she's, uh, she, when she found out my brother converted to Islam, she was very upset. Uh, but my brother was like, we're not going to talk about this. Um, so fast forward to the day of his last minute wedding. Uh, he, it's uh, my brother, uh, I have two brothers. Uh, the other brother's Daame. Uh, he's a delight as well, dumb as fuck too. Um, <laughs> and he goes, up, he goes out to pick up my mother. Uh, and they head over to the wedding. And on the way to the wedding, my mother inquires, where is the wedding? Uh, and he responds with, it's at a mosque. Um, and he thought that'd be cool. It wasn't. Um, I don't know if you've ever seen the angry face of an Ethiopian woman. Uh, it can melt steel beams, hands down, every time. It is piercing. You can feel it coming up behind you if you're not even looking. It is, it is terrifying. I, I know that, because I've, I've, I've inherited my mother's disappointed look, and I don't masturbate near mirrors anymore. Um... <laughs> So my mom shows up to the mosque spitting acid. No, not friendly to anyone. Like, my brother's friends are approaching her, and she's just shutting them down. And they, they, get, into the, uh, they get into the mosque, and my mother sits down, just piss, piss, piss angry. And my brother, Dom, is like, what can I do? Um, my brother and his wife actually presented, gave everybody at the wedding gifts. Uh, they gave them a package of coffee, one from Singapore, which is because my brother's wife's half Singaporean, and one from Ethiopia, our country, which is like the sweetest, cutest little gift. And my brother Dame presents this to my mother, like, check this out. And my brother, my mother looks at it and she goes, I can make my own coffee. So loud. And <laughs> in English, which is fun for us. Uh, <laughs> so that's, that's strike number one. Strike number two comes a little bit later, uh, right when the ceremony begins. Um, my brother and his wife are up, up front in front of the imam, the minister, and he asks uh, the, the, the parents of the bride and groom to come and stand next to, the, to their kids. Uh, my brother's wife's uh, father runs right up. Uh, however, my mother doesn't move an inch and lets out a very resounding, no! <laughs> and then... She uh, picks up her chair and slowly turns it around <laughs> and faces the other way. <laughs> you know, like a toddler in timeout. <laughs> Strike number two. <laughs> they power through this very awkward moment and they get to the final part. They get to the final vows. They're, they're everlasting vows of love and devotion to each other which the imam gives them, and he actually says them in Arabic, and they say it back to him in Arabic. Uh, however, that imam did not know that uh, Arabic is a, uh, very, is a language that my mother speaks very fluently. Um, so in, during the final vows, uh, my mother stands up, <laughs> and she says, the, um, 
she says the following words in Arabic. <clears throat> Your God isn't real. <laughs> There's only one real God. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Obviously that's strike number three. Uh, <laughs> so my brother Tahame is like, okay, it's time to kick out this lady from this wedding before she goes full African Donald Trump on everyone. <laughs> And she did, like as she's being told to leave, she's yelling this is a Christian nation and forced into an Uber. And <laughs> yeah, that happened. That's my family. And the worst part of this whole ordeal, the whole ordeal is that um, I wasn't fucking invited to the goddamn wedding. This information is secondhand. Do you understand? 37 years of watching season after season of the shittiest goddamn show. They finally have one good episode. And I'm a thousand miles away. I find this information out from my brother Tommy. He tells me over the phone what happened. He gives me the whole rundown and, he's, and he also, he himself is actually engaged and he's going to get married uh, later next year as well. This year. Uh, and um, he was like, I don't think I want to invite our mom to my wedding. I was like, how fucking dare you? Are you kidding me? My mom's for sure gonna be at my gay ass wedding. As a matter of fact, my wedding will be in a mosque on top of a synagogue in the middle of a Buddhist temple. And my mom's getting a goddamn boom mic. I'm charging a thousand dollars a seat. I kid you not. And you guys have been so wonderful. Please enjoy the rest of the evening. Thank you so much. really great man I just I do have to say I'm not looking forward to two years of hearing I'd vote for a woman just not that woman I'd vote for Alexandra Ocasio-Cortez for example yeah. <laughs> that person is feeling it and everybody else is like yeah you're right I would do that <laughs> here's my suggestion and I'm not even saying vote for Elizabeth Warren I don't know yet it is crazy that everyone spent two years saying I'd vote for Elizabeth Warren and then she's like guess what guys I'm doing it. And everybody's like, fuck you! <laughs> what the fuck? It's all right. It's still happening. Got it. Uh, my, I would say, pick a policy and say that. And every time you want to say, I'd vote for Alexandra Ocasio-Cortez, she's not running, so it's convenient that I would vote for a person who's not running. Pick the policy and say the policy thing. Let's do that this year, shall we? For our misogyny? Let's have a theory behind our misogyny, because I'm not saying it's not misogyny. It very well might be. That is the mindfuck of misogyny. Sometimes it's not. It's hard to fucking tell. It's kind of the whole fucking thing. Is it because, like, I'm just a scorpion tail every day. Is it because I'm gay? <laughs> yes, probably. Hard to fucking tell, though. Solomon said uh, women don't fart in mixed company, so I feel like I do have to tell you this one thing. And my friend that's coming out after this, I feel like, is the one person I can tell this in front of, and they're going to be, like, stoked on it. Because <laughs> I usually wouldn't say this. But, um, and this dude is back in politics. Somehow, you know, like, men are complete and abject failures at their jobs, and then people are like, yeah, I'll vote for that guy again. Let's give him a second shot. <laughs> Mitt fucking Romney is apparently a senator again. Just... <laughs> Completely failing. And also, can I just say, we will continue doing comedy. 
why do people want Beto O'Rourke to run for president? I saw something that was like, he's basically in line with the entire field. Okay, so we don't need the guy. Anyway, a bunch of Beto fans here. I mean, I don't have a problem with him. That's precisely why he shouldn't run. Anyway, whatever. Mitt Romney, forever in my mind, not only will be remembered for binders of women and being ineffective at his job and just a piece of shit, mostly, is that the last, whenever I think of him, I think about the last time that I thought I had to fart, but I actually had to shit. And I shit my pants looking at Mitt Romney's face. So not only do I think of that time in my life, which was in 2012, Obama four more, you know what I mean? And I think of that, and then I also think, shit Romney. And it's fucking accurate. So anyway, just like keep an open mind for Elizabeth Warren is what I'm trying to say. You haven't shit your pants while you're looking at her. It's probably, she's probably decent at her job is what I'm saying. Might be good, I don't know. Literally anything's better. That's why a woman will probably never get it. Anyway. I just, I don't, I just literally don't want to be one of those old people that's like, maybe the year, come on. It's been 300 years of a country and we're like, not good enough. Not good enough. Anyway, all right, great. <laughs> Whatever. I'm not looking forward to another two years of it. I thought we were done. I thought we were done. I was like, nobody cares about this anymore. They still do. Misogyny. Is that what it is? I don't fucking know. <laughs> we have one final comic on the show. <laughs> She's absolutely wonderful. I love her very much. We have the same birthday. So every time I see her, I'm like, what's up? Happy birthday. <laughs> Please give a warm welcome to Mo Welch, everybody. Keep it going for Rhea, everybody. Man, the last time you shit your pants was 2012? You got some self-control. I shit my pants backstage. I'm a feminist. I'm free bleeding right now. That's why I'm wearing a dark denim. I'd just like to let you know a little bit about myself before I start. I'm really happy that 2018 is over. I'm excited for 2019. Thank you for that golf clap. Uh, I am excited because 2018 was a rough year for me. I almost died. Sometimes that gets an applause break. Um, <laughs> if my family is in the audience. I almost died suddenly. That's the worst way to go because you don't have time to call your family and friends one last time to tell them that you hate them. Um, I almost died because uh, a car, like in a head-on collision, because a car was coming like the same lane that I was in. And I look and like, the woman was chugging soup with two hands. Like, I don't, I don't even know what to say about it, really. But like, it's illegal to text and drive. It should be illegal to eat soup without a spoon and a table. Just so bad. 
Luckily, she swerved last second, so I'm safe and sound. Um, she probably died, but... <laughs> I don't know, I didn't stop. <laughs> Somewhere to go. Also, I had a rough year, because... Uh, I don't know if this has ever happened to you, but... I was sitting down on my couch, and a tooth dropped out of my mouth. <laughs> Just... Like, when you're not consuming anything but, like, the TV. Just right out of my mouth onto my lap. It's disturbing. It just sucks because I used to get paid to lose my teeth. Okay, I put a tooth under my pillow. My mom would come by. The next morning... She put a check for a dollar under there. <laughs> and the next morning she wake me up. She's like, um, honey, do you mind not cashing that check till Friday? <laughs> That's when I suspected we were poor. Yeah, it's been a rough year. I was asked to be in um, a, the third in a threesome five times last year. Which is kind of exciting because the sixth one is a free car wash. So, excited about that. My car is dirty. I don't ever want to be the third in a threesome. Like, I don't know if there's something about me where, like, people are like, yeah, she'll do it. Like, yeah. Hey, yeah, she'll have bad sex with us. No. The, th the third in a threesome is, like, the bronze medal of fucking, and I'm not interested at all. Also, it's always the guy that asks me, and I know it's because he doesn't want to go down on his wife, like he's just tired, <laughs> and he wants me to do it. <laughs> and he's just gonna have to learn to go down on his wife by himself. But also, like, that is a joke, and I'm down to fuck, so. <laughs> Sad couples meet me out front. I'll be there. I watched all of the murder documentaries, over break, like I feel like I've gotten to the point where I have like bootleg YouTube <laughs> documentaries I'm watching. I like the serial killer ones. I don't know why, I just like watching them. But also like if I'm watching, like we're all watching these serial killer documentaries, like what are the serial killers watching? <laughs> like, are they just like out on a Tuesday night? They come home, get a glass of rosé, watch This Is Us. <laughs> 90 Day Fiance, I don't know. Just like go over to their handmade well with their next victim in it. Just like, no, I'm not crying, you're crying. Okay, we're both crying. I don't want you to be worried the victim gets out at the end of the joke. There, there's a trap door. I don't want you to be worried. Do you guys ever think, like, Casper the Friendly Ghost is, like, a dead child? It's just... I think it's horrific. Oh, I don't know if you know these people. You know those families that have their entire family on their back window of their car? They're just, like, bragging. Of like a dad and a mom and three kids and a dog. You know those people? Cool. I would pay any amount of money to see the moment when they realize their marriage isn't working. 
I would wipe my savings for that. They just like walk out to the driveway with their heads down and slowly peel off that dad sticker. Slap it on an Uber going to his brother's futon. <laughs> like, if you get divorced, like, if you're married, like, you're probably going to get divorced. Um, <laughs> it's inevitable. Like, even if you're, like, one of those couples in the audience right now, they're like, she's not talking about, like, I'm definitely talking about you. I'm, like, especially talking about you. Like, that's the best way to tell your kids you're getting a divorce. Just say, like, get out to the driveway, kids. I don't know what it means. I'm just giving good advice up here. Uh, I have one more joke. I hope it's good. <laughs> uh, I, uh, I went to my sister's wedding recently. She had a destination wedding, and the destination was a bowling alley in Wisconsin. <laughs> it's very classy. I asked for the vegetarian plate at the reception, and Wisconsin vegetarian plate is a plate full of loose corn. <laughs> That's what they gave me was not easy to digest. I don't, like, I don't like at weddings when they make up their own vows, it's uncomfortable. And it's also like the same script every time. Attack. So it's like, you are my best friend. I wrote that. You are my partner in crime. <laughs> you are my sister's ex-boyfriend. <laughs> Thank you guys so much. I just licked the microphone. Thank you. Mo Welch. Happy birthday, Mo. And in fact, how about for everybody you saw tonight? And for Rhea? And keep it going for Cameron Esposito. Thank you so much for being here. Have a great rest of your night. Have a great Tuesday. Put your hands together. 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 Get ready to laugh. Put your hands together. Put your hands together. Get ready to clap. Put your hands together. Put your hands together. This is Arnie Niekamp from the Improv Fantasy Podcast, Hello from the Magic Tavern. I fell through a dimensional portal behind a Burger King in Chicago into the magical land of Foon, and I started a podcast. Season three has just begun with a brand new adventure to defeat the Dark Lord. If you're a new listener or you've fallen behind, season three is a great jumping on point. And we've got great guests like Justin McElroy. I sound like a fancy college professor. Eight nights. <laughs> 
Rachel Bloom. You all see my collection of men corpses and one woman. Felicia Day and Colton Dunn. You've seen <coughs> me have intercourse with a variety of species. It's a bummer. Andy Daly. You have the members of Genesis listed, but Phil Collins yeah. has crossed out and then circled and crossed out again. Uh, yes, I have killed Phil Collins twice. Thomas Middleditch. <laughs> oh, Jesus. I mean, Jazos. <laughs> Ruler of the eighth circle. And that's just the beginning. Season three of Hello from the Magic Tavern is out now. Listen in Stitcher, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.